It's a funny place to be, stuck in a seemingly mundane world with an inner knowing that the universe is so much more than our mortal minds can comprehend. Yet we all have the capacity to know peace and our oneness with the wholeness of life. And through these interviews, discussions, and reflections, it is my intention to share this possibility. I'm Ryan Kurzak, and this is the Kriya Yoga Podcast. In this episode of the Kriya Yoga Podcast, we have a very special presentation. Robert Martin joined the Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship Program in 2019. He joined us once again this past September of 2022 for another end-of-year Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship Retreat. At this retreat, he gave a talk to the participants, sharing how he has changed and developed since beginning Kriya meditation and applying the recommended yogic lifestyle guidelines. His testimony was well-received, and so I thought it useful to share it with you, the audience of the Kriya Yoga podcast. It is my wish that his words share the possibilities one can experience after consistent Kriya practice over many years. I also want to take some time to wholeheartedly thank the supporters of this podcast. This podcast is supported by the Journal of a Kriya Yoga Teacher Patreon community and the donations from students of the two-year Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship Program. If you would like to support this Kriya Yoga ministry, consider joining our Journal of a Kriya Yoga Teacher Patreon community or applying to the two-year Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship Program or consider participating in any of our future events. Already, as of September 2022, we have several in-person retreats and workshops being scheduled for 2023. If you're inspired by this Kriya Yoga tradition and would like to learn more about any of our events or offerings, you can visit us at www.kriyayogaonline.com. Our events for 2023 will be updated um, before the beginning of the year. So thank you for being a part of the Kriya Yoga podcast audience. And without further delay, please enjoy this presentation by Robert Martin from our 2022 Kriya Yoga Apprenticeship Retreat. Today, we're going to have a talk uh, from Robert Martin. Uh, Robert, I think he started the Kriya Apprenticeship Program uh, the second year that I did it. And uh, he's interesting in that he hadn't read Autobiography of Yogi. And to be fair, I still don't know if he's read Autobiography of Yogi. <laughs> and... Um, he can tell you more about it, but the way he kind of described it to me was he didn't really want to have a whole lot of uh, preconceived notions about what the experience was supposed to be like. He just wanted to do it and see what happened. And that was a while ago, and earlier today he mentioned that he's already been on five, we've been on five retreats together, um, and he's from Fairmont, where uh, myself and Angela and Jasmine are from. And he's just going to give a little talk and discussion um, on how Kriya Yoga impacted him and his life. And then if there are questions, he's got time to take some questions afterward. So that said, Robert, come on up. First of all, hello everyone. Hello. First time, so if I seem a little nervous, it's because I am. <laughs> I mean, I know some of you, but some of you I haven't met, but hello to everyone. Guess you get to know a little more about me. Um, as, as Ryan said, I've been a student of his for three years, three, four. I, I don't. I try not to keep track of too many things. I just pay attention to what happens and how it happens. Um, I guess to start, I probably should tell you a little more about me and where I came from, so you can understand 
more about the changes that have came about. Um, I'm one of ten children. Uh, I'm number six. I have six sisters and three brothers, and <laughs> we were not your typical peace and love type family. I grew up in a very controlling environment. I was raised Pentecostal, so we had that vengeful God. <laughs> um, my father, he kind of ruled things with an iron fist, and it, that's just the way it was. Um, I really didn't know much different at the time. I just, you know, that's the way life was. It's just the way it was. I didn't like it, but that's the way it was. All the way up until I was probably getting into my teenage years, I, always, I was always different, first of all. Let me tell you that. My brothers, my sisters, my friends, everyone who knew me always told me I was just different. I had different ideas. I didn't participate in things like most people do. I, um, I wasn't interested in a lot of things most people were. And that made me very different. I wouldn't get excited about sports and playing games and winning this, yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I just, it didn't, this world didn't make sense to me. Uh, it was very violent. And I didn't like being a part of it. Yeah, I would come up with ideas to try to, try to make more sense of it. You know, like that vengeful God, maybe he was just, a young one, and he was in training, learning to be a good God, and all those kinds of things. And it, you know, uh, it's amazing the things you'll think of to try to make yourself feel better. But I, I suffered from a lot of depression, a lot of anger, and you know, I start a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, a lot of everything. That's what everybody around me was doing. It seemed like the only thing to do because. You know, when I talked about the things I was thinking about, people would look at me like I had three heads. And you know how many times I've heard, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So after a while, you start to believe that for yourself. And I became that that person. I was very sad, sad. You know? And I tried to cope by becoming more like everybody around me. I wanted to behave this way, behave that way. But the thing was, the people around me were alcoholics, drug addicts, gamblers, hustlers. I mean, we had a lot of people that I grew up with named, we had guys like Cadillac, Pittsburgh Butch. We had, uh, you know, Miss Pig and Madam, we call folks, just names like that. And you got to realize, a lot of these people that I'm talking about, their only job was to hustle. They never had a nine to five. They never did any of those kinds of things. They were gamblers, you know, uh, run numbers. They did everything you can imagine but work. And these are the people I watched. And I watched them a lot. And I just couldn't understand. I couldn't understand it. I just couldn't. So I just tried to imitate it. Maybe if I became like them, I would be okay. Because I had this hole in me that just wouldn't, it wouldn't close up. I couldn't, I couldn't feed it enough. And uh, so I became that way. I became very violent. Mm -hmm. I became 
like I said, a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs. You name it, I was into it. And I did that for a good while. But in my back of my mind, I had always, in my private life, I was still, I was always looking for a way to be, a way to, I knew there had to be something. There's no, there's no way this could be the end of the, the totality of what life is about. And even at, even at that time, I still thought those things. So over time, I, I, I tried many different things. Of course, my first thing I tried was Christianity. So, okay, all right, Christianity, all right, I'll learn this. So I went through and I learned the Bible, right to back, read it, through it, read all the information, and got a pretty good grasp on it. I got uh, had classes on it. I talked to people about it. God used to come to my house and teach me different things about it, but it never quite completed anything. You couldn't ask too many questions about it. You know, you just had to have faith. Okay, and I, nah, nah, I wasn't any good at that. Faith was not something I could put into things. So that kind of faded off. And then I got into maybe some Native American stuff, you know, and got into that, learned more about that, and learned to be the peaceful warrior and all these kinds of things. And it was good. It taught me a lot of things. Um, but I still had that hole. You know, it never, there was never a sense of, this is it. I got it. You know, so there went the Native American stuff. Next came, uh, I don't know how many of you have heard of a guy called uh, Gurchev. Yeah, I, I had got his book, The Fourth Way. I don't, I don't even know how I found that book. But what I found about it was that, yeah, I wasn't very, educated in words and uh, I found myself reading it but there was something about this book that just kept drawing me to it first time I ever really read a book and I, I you know every other word I had to look up in the dictionary and go back and do it again so I must have went through that book about four times before I actually started grasping some of what it had to say and the, the biggest thing I found about it well two things one it always said you had to find a teacher. Okay. But in there, all the, the teachers and everything was out in California. I'm in West Virginia with children now. I was like, there's no way I can, I can do that. So I kind of just let that, that fade away. Although the second thing about it was some of the activities he would have you do in it to train you that you were sleeping and all these kinds of things that stuck with me. I mean, I practice a lot of it, um, using the opposite hand for different things. Um, that, that was the biggest thing, doing things a little differently than what you usually do. And it would show you how much you were actually sleeping and living mechanically through life. And that was fascinating to me because, you know, you take a shower and use the other hand or, or you, you know, you eat with your left hand instead of your right hand. And it, it taught you how, how much your body actually had to do to even just so much as take a step and how for granted we take those things, you know, how, how all the mechanics of your muscles would work and how many things had to work all together to make that one simple action take place. And that was just, at that time, that was just mind blowing to me. And so I, I kept doing that kind of stuff and I kept experimenting with it and all those kinds of things. And all through my life, I'd always been a 
avid hunter. So my family, I, we was hunters. We, um, I bow hunted. I fly fished. I did those things for, and I really enjoyed it. But I didn't do it like most people that I was around. I wouldn't hunt with most people because I wouldn't hunt with anybody after a while. Just because all they were interested in was killing something, you know. And for me, it was more than that. You know, I, I had to learn about the animal, their environment, how they lived, what, how they talk to each other, all those intricate parts of it, which made it real for me. I mean, it really made me a part of the woods, you know. Um, so I would read guys that, that were hunters, like the, some famous hunters out of Minnesota, how to track. There was uh, other hunters that just had some amazing techniques that they used. And not only that, but the study of the animal itself. You know, I didn't know there was 22 subspecies of deer. They had all these different glands, you know, in their antlers, in their mouth, and on their forehead, in between their hooves. All those things brought me closer to the animal, and it made me a better hunter. Believe it or not, I could, I could make a whole story out there when I'm hunting, depending on what it was like to tell the deer to get him to come close to me. You know, I could trick him, and that that was that was really fun. Uh, what I discovered, though, was the fun part really is the hunt itself. It wasn't the actual, the end of the hunt, when you take the animal's life. That was a small part, and actually the worst part of it. It always had been, because now the work begins. Not only that, but you're just taking the animal's life. And although with the Native American stuff, it taught me to honor them and to be part of and all those things, which is all wonderful. It's Really, I really enjoyed it. But even with that, you know, I still had that hole when it comes to dealing with other people and life itself. Um, I've been through many jobs. I never seemed to get along with coworkers very well. I was never one for being pushed around, told what to do, uh, made fun of, any of those types of things. Remember now, I was very violent, <laughs> very violent. And I would fight at the drop of a hat. I, I was mean. Uh, there's another way of saying it. I was mean to other people. I was as mean to them as people had been to me growing up. Yet, a part of me never didn't want to be that way. And I, I kept looking. I kept looking. And I went through one thing after another, after another. And I spent a lot of time. And I spent a lot of energy trying to learn these things. And then in the end, it would just leave me where I, where I was. I would be a little better person. But I still had that hole. It wasn't complete. So after a while, I just, I just gave up. You know? I started to accept the fact that I was different. I was weird. And I might even be a little crazy. You know? But now I had to figure out a way to live in this life as a crazy man without um, causing too much damage. And that didn't work so well. So well. It, it, it really didn't. I tried. I really tried. But I had so much anger in me that I just couldn't, I couldn't maintain it. You know, here I am being nice to you, and you're still being nasty. <laughs> you know. uh, so I just went on with that. 
And then till one day I got introduced to a, a, a guy, a friend of mine told me about a guy who would do some, he was a retired minister and he would counsel people. And he thought it'd be good for me to go see this man. I did. And turns out he was a pretty nice guy. You know, and we talked, got to know each other. And uh, he decided, yeah, he would take me on as a, uh, he would counsel me. From then on, Jim and I met every week on Thursday. Every week we would meet. Sometimes we'd talk for an hour. Sometimes it'd be three, four hours we would talk. But he never rushed. He never, never judged. He never kind of looked down at me or, or anything like that. He was he, he's a good man. He, he really is a good man. He was all those things I thought a person should be, but they, they weren't. I didn't know any people really like, like this. And he, he even would cook these dinners. These Every week he would cook dinner, these elaborate meals. I mean, the time that, and the energy he would put into our meetings, I just can't, I, I can't even tell you how, how different that was for me. But he did it week after week, even when I told him, Jim, I don't need all this stuff. Just, hey, if you want to eat something, I'll eat a sandwich. And we, I'm good. Not Jim. Not Jim. Jim would have to cook. And he'd lay out. and He would have three and four course meals. <laughs> Who does that? A salad fork? <laughs> I, I did those. Those are things I never, never really um, had done before. You know, but he kept on. He was patient because I, I know I probably said and done some really silly things with him. But this man was a good man. He is a good man. I was. And we, I still see him today, but not counseling. We've grown into friends now. Really good friends. I care for him a great deal. And um, he's, he's actually what got me. Him and, him and a couple other guys and I, we actually got into this. We were doing this meditation discussion group we started. And uh, we'd go to each of these guys' house. And we'd drink tea and we'd eat a little something. And we'd meditate for 20 minutes, I think it was. 20 minutes. I mean, I didn't know what meditation was. I was only doing it because Jim said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling out, living life, waiting for things to end. And... Uh, <laughs> I had no ambition, no, no anything. I had no desire for anything. I didn't want to be a part of nothing. I didn't want to study anymore because everything had just—it was just blah. Life was just blah, blah, blah. And even in meditation, I don't think I did it very well. I didn't really understand it. But these guys were interesting, and we would talk about things. And they would actually listen to some of the things I had to say. And that, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Especially, you know, he's a retired minister. We had another Jim who's a professor at WVU. And we had some other professional guys. And I'm a carpenter. I build cabinets. You know, these guys, to me, they were, they were professionals. I mean, Jim would go to China and, and teach and, these guys did all write books and all that kind of stuff. I hadn't done anything like that. I hadn't done much of anything. 
But these guys liked me for some reason. And they would listen to what I had to say and they would give me feedback and they would always encourage me. You know, and I really enjoyed that from those guys. So I hung around. Eventually, Jim's, Jim comes to me one day and he says, he, he told me about this, uh, guy he knew who, um, he had actually married him and his wife and he had been down in somewhere and he was coming back home. She had recently passed and he wanted me to meet him. He said he was, he was interested in learning how to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> well, for Jim, yeah, all right, Jim, I'll, I'll show him. I first, my thought was, ah, oh, man, I don't want to show. You know, I had no real interest in showing him, but Jim asked me to do it. And for Jim, I would do most anything. So, all right. So, <laughs> the first time Ryan comes in and Jim introduces us, I remember saying to him, ah, oh, you're not quite what I expected. <laughs> and Ryan comes back real quick. He says, uh, that's funny. I was going to say the same thing about you. Uh, to me, that was, that, was, that was the start of, I, I knew he was okay because most people wouldn't, that knew me wouldn't talk to me that way. What I said was, what I, I, yeah, okay. I said was, I expect you to be shorter and whiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was funny. I remember it being funny. Uh, all right, he's, we're going to be all right because, you know, like I said, most people that knew me, they didn't talk to me in such a way. I guess uh, if I'd known better, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had come in on a cleaned up version of Robert. It was, get, it was, get, it was getting better, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite there yet. So, all right, we meet and all that. And, you know, we never did get to shooting the bow. <laughs> we never did. Yeah, never did. But, uh, that's funny. We never did. Uh, anyway, um, Ryan came and he came to a few of our uh, meetings there and meditated with us. And blah, blah, blah. You know, we did our little discussions and all that kind of stuff. And I remember one day I said, after we meditated, I said, does anybody else have a problem with this noise in their ear? Can they, is it, you know, anybody else have that problem? Nobody else knew what it was, but Ryan. Ryan told me, he said, ah, it's okay. He talked to me a little bit. It was all right. He said, um, we talked a little bit and he, he asked me, he said he had a apprenticeship class training and could teach me more about it. Would I be interested in joining? I thought, Okay, um, I really had enough of joining things, but uh, right. we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, we'll see. I don't think I gave you a definite yes or anything. I just, I want to talk to Jim first of all, and I want to see who this guy really was. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of trust in people. Uh, it takes quite a bit for me to get to um, trust him. But once I do, once I'm on your side, you got me all the way, buddy, all the way. And Jim told me, he said, yeah, 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 he's a, he's a yoga instructor. Yoga. So I, thought, I don't want to do them poses. That's all I knew about yoga at the time was you, you do those poses and all that. And I, that's not for me. He says, no, I think he, he does something a little different. He says he has, he has a YouTube channel and t- teaches classes and stuff. I said, oh, all right. So I went home and got on and checked him out on YouTube. 
And I look and I say, huh, this guy's serious. <laughs> he has all these followers? You know, I really, YouTube wasn't a big thing for me at that time either. Uh, social media? Nah. Uh, but I looked around and all these people. Then he's got another thing with uh, astrology. I was like, man, this guy's serious. Uh, so I started looking into him a little more, listening to a few of his things. And when I started hearing what he was talking about, it was like, wow. I, you know that knowing he said that you feel? That's what I felt. I felt that, that knowing. This, I don't know what it is, but it's something I need to know more about. It felt, felt right for me. It, it really felt right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll join. But I still had my, my limitations and my cautiousness, you know. So we went through the process of me getting into the apprenticeship program. And then I remember the first thing, one of the first things he wanted was to, me to um, journal. Journal. Okay, I can do that. Then he wanted to see it. <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> no. I'm not giving you my inner thoughts. No, no I, I didn't feel comfortable with that. I wasn't having it because the world I come from, the more you know about somebody in their intimate parts, the easier it is to hurt them. And I was not going to allow that. Um, class be damned. <laughs> it was my, my thought. And Ryan had enough sense to say, you know, okay, don't worry about that. You just keep doing what you're doing and um, we'll be okay. We'll work on that. All right. So we, we kept on. I kept listening to his classes and man, this stuff was good. It was getting good. I mean, it was hitting me in all, all the areas that I wanted to know about. And there was an actual scientific way of doing these things. So there wasn't no guessing. There wasn't no, oh, just be, just be, and you'll be all right. You know, there was a way. And I was always good at following instructions if it was something I wanted to learn. Um, and I always seemed to find good teachers when I was ready to learn that subject. Uh, my bow hunting, my fly fishing, cabinetry, carpentry, um, any Anything I ever did that was worth doing in my life, there always seemed to be a good teacher in it. So I figured this might not be any different. You know, and I really got to know Ryan, got to know, well, not him as a person so much, but him as an instructor. And getting to know him as an instructor, and most of it was videos. You know, So you think a lot of things about a person on videos. And then when I talk to him in person, it was like, it was hard for me to put those two things together. You know, the guy on the video, because I hear him one way. And then when I talk to him in person, it's different. He's not that guy. He's just Ryan. And that, that took a little bit of getting used to. But he, he, um, he had me going and I was going. And I decided I was going to give it my best shot. So I studied and I studied and I practiced and I practiced and I listened and I listened again and I did more. And I mean, this stuff was fascinating to me and it just kind of consumed me. 
you know, before long, this is all I wanted to do. I didn't want to, I didn't want to hang out. I didn't want to uh, talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything but meditate and study. And I did a lot of that. I kind of got obsessive about it, I guess. But then comes this retreat, the first retreat. He wants to go to, say, we're going to Georgia. Okay, here we go back to the old Robert, Georgia. I didn't lose anything in Georgia. Why, you know, why do I want to go there? But he, the CSA I heard a lot about. He said it was okay and it's good. We, you know, get to meet the other participants and stuff like that. All right. Okay, I'll give it a shot, but I still got, you know, I'm watching you, buddy. I'm watching you. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't convinced yet. I was not convinced that this wasn't some kind of hoax. Somebody just, just, I've, I've fallen for it before. And I didn't want to be fooled again. Spent a lot of time and energy doing these things. And I was not going to be happy if this turned out to be a hoax or just a way of manipulating me. And I, 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 but I'll try. I'll try. So here comes the, the retreat. Ron says, he, he says, uh, well, there's a lady up in, up in Wheeling. Says, uh, she's older. She was wanting to go, but she didn't, she didn't really want to do it by herself. And would I be willing to go with her and help drive and all those kinds of things? She'd be willing to make the trip. Sure, why not? Saves me a lot. He says, okay. He gave, gave us her, our information and we, we talked a little bit on the phone. And, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to drive the wheeling. I'm going to meet her there. Then we're going to pick up a rental vehicle and drive down to Georgia. Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, first of all, I get, get there and I meet her and she seems nice enough. Now I'm the, under the impression that I need to drive because she's older. And she doesn't have the confidence in it. Well, I got she. She pretty much insisted on driving. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, no problem. You go ahead. I need to rest anyway. You know, at that time, my, my father had just passed, and the the uh, the funeral was the day before. I think it was on a Friday. Friday, and we was leaving. I met her on a Saturday. Uh, the retreat started Sunday, I believe. So, and that's a whole nother story with my family. And you're doing what? I'm leaving. I'm going, you know, I'm going to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. You know, I got family that's came in from all over. Most of them I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And I'm leaving. It's just something I had to do. I didn't, didn't care. I mean, I've been alive and I've been here all these years and never seen you, so... It didn't matter to me, but they just couldn't understand it. They were, even my brothers and sisters, they were all upset. But this was something I had already committed, and I'm going. I'm going to do it. They, they thought I was going to a cult. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Don't do it, Robert. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, that's Georgia. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. And I... Something told me it was all right. It's okay. We had this big SUV. They they had the upgraders because they didn't have our vehicle. So they give us this great big brand new SUV Suburban, I think it was. Huge vehicle. I mean, 
spanking new and had like 100 miles on her or something. Anyway, she she gets in there. And first thing she does is she can't see backing up. I'm like, oh, oh boy. Okay. All right. Well, just chill. Because all I really wanted to do at that time was just relax, enjoy the trip. Uh, my father, had, like I said, had just passed. And uh, I was feeling some kind of way. Anyway, we weren't the best of friends, but he was still my father. You know, I already lost my mother. So I'm, I'm doing my best to just maintain at this point until we start going down the road. And we go down the road, we're driving. She's not really driving, she's going. But we have 18 wheels, 18 wheelers passing us going uphill. And she's not stepping on the gas. I mean, she's, we're on the interstate. She's, she's doing 55, maybe 60 sometimes. And the whole time, she, the radio never comes on. And she's telling me story after story after story of her life. The whole ride, I don't think she, she took a breath. And I'm, I'm sitting in the passenger seat about losing my, I'm losing my mind. I'm thinking about getting out and just, you know, beating my head against the window. This, this lady, she just, and how do you, t- what do you say to her? You know, and I, I'm, I'm trying to, New way of life, okay. Oh, oh, you know, trying to, trying to relax. And uh, oh, what a trip! We we drive and we get lost. Well, she gets lost. She says she knew the way all the way up to this point, and then she would have to use the GPS. All right, kind of find out she didn't know the way. We were two hours out of the way when she realized that she didn't know where she was going. Okay, stay calm, Robert, stay calm. We got nine hours later, nine hours later. We was a little over two and a half hours away from my house. Nine hours. I could have, I could have drove straight shot to there in two and a half hours. I'd have been there. So now she wants to stop and she's tired. She wants to stop. I'm tired too. I'm I'm chewing. Man, I was, uh, I said, okay, maybe that's the best thing. Get something to eat, get a night's sleep. So we got a hotel, and she says, uh, she'd like to leave early in the morning. Great. Uh, I'm going to drive after that. I'm going to take over and drive. She says, okay, we, we agree. She wants to leave. No, wait. She was going to leave a little later, about eight, about eight she wanted to leave. We just had breakfast and get a good meal in this and drive the west, rest of the way. I agreed. Okay. Come about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, my phone rings. It's her. She's ready to go. She's ready to leave. She changed. I'm up early. I decided I'm just ready to go. Okay. Uh, this is not good. I haven't eaten. I haven't done anything. Okay. Let's just do it. Get this ride over with. The sooner the better. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to drive. Get out there. She, she decides she feels like driving the rest of the way. She's feeling empowered. And I could have been, uh, I could have been. Uh, it's a, it's an eight-hour drive from where he lives to yeah. CSA. Yeah, so this eight is, hour drive. yeah, we're nine hours, and <laughs> we're in Princeton, two and a half hours away from my house. So we still got another six or so hours to get to where we're going. Turns out it wasn't six hours. It turned out she was slow. I mean, I think the total ride was like 16, 17 hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how 
I kept it together, but I did. Um, I had, I never wanted to crawl out of my skin so bad as I did with, with that ride. And then I get to CSA, we finally get there, and um, she drops me off at my, where I'm, I'm supposed to stay. And my head is reeling, I'm, my brain is just boom, 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 boom. And I remember I come to the, come in the house and there's John and another guy named Mitch. And I'm not quite sure exactly what I said, but I was, I wasn't very friendly. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I was. I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I get in there. I'm, it was something about meat, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know You can tell it. It's okay. It was just. He, he was over that ride, yeah. and he explained the ride, and, we're, and then he can't have meat there, and he wanted to, he brought meat to fill the fridge with, and we were like, we were just like, well, embraced him. Like his, just how much he'd been through, like, trying to explain, like, we're here for you, well, everything's going to be all right, everything's exactly as it's supposed to be, and he's like, I don't know. And I don't want to hear all that. And I eat me. Not my friend, and like, just why don't you just let me be, a, let me be for a minute. And we did. Yeah. And, and it was beautiful. That, that, was, that was good. Um, turned out to be pretty good folks once I gave them a chance. But then I, I go down to, um, the, I want to see the meditation hall Brian had told me about, and everybody said it was so wonderful and all these things, and, I go down and I, I realize the closer I get to this building, the louder that sounds getting in my head. I, I hear it. I hear it clearly. And I get in there and I, I sit down. Man, as soon as I closed my eyes, it was just like a, a wild experience for me. It was just, whoo, mind blowing. Oh, man, now I know why these guys come here. This is what, <laughs> this is why they do this. Turns out it's not. Why they do it? I, I I thought everybody experiences what I experienced. I I thought that was just part of the process. Is what I thought. Turns out, no, everybody has their own. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that at the time. Ron explained it to me, but it was kind of profound. But that that sealed it for me. I knew I was in the right place at, at that time. I still didn't trust Ryan. These other guys yet, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but. But I, I knew this Kriya Yoga thing was the way to go. And even if I had to get another teacher or, or whatever, whatever it was, if he didn't work out or, or whatever. And these are thoughts all running through my head. And I still, I wanted to peek behind the curtain, you know, so to say, and see what was behind this and what exactly causes all these things. Because these, this is just not normal, the things that's going on here. It, it, really, it was blowing my mind that, uh, the experiences I was having, and it just was very interesting. Because <laughs> I talked to Ryan about it, and he explained to me that it's, it's okay, it's all right. Sometimes that happens to people. Don't take it too, don't get too, too caught up in it, and that kind of stuff. So that was all good. <laughs> uh, so the experience I got to meet. These guys and met a lot of other people were there. These people were different than anything I had ever gotten to know. They were 
courteous to each other. They were talk pleasant all the time to each. I mean, they were just, I wasn't used to this. And so if anything, I was, I was overcautious because this just doesn't seem, this seems too nice. Seems too good. Seems too good to be true. And I found in my life that when it seemed to be too good, it really was. I'm, I'm glad to say these guys proved me wrong. Um, they kept it up and the people were like that little Indian lady from Chicago that cooked that meal at the end. She brought the big suitcase, said her husband said, she must feed us. <laughs> she brought a big suitcase full of food. Um, and I had first time I ever ate tofu, I think it was. And it was good. I couldn't believe how good it was. I didn't miss, I didn't miss the meat at all. And you'll be glad to know since then, it's been a lot less meat in my life. <laughs> but at that point, I, I was a meat eater. I had ate meat every meal. And sometimes it was all I ate for a meal. That's just the way I grew up. That's the way we were. We hunted, we fished, we filled the freezer full of meat, you know, for the winter. That's just what we did. I didn't know any different. And after a while, that became less and less of an issue for me. My diet, I didn't worry so much about my diet at that time. Right then I was worried about getting these, the understanding, you know, and as Ryan spoke and taught these things, they came, seemed like I could understand what he was saying. I, although I couldn't get the um, complete meaning of these things, it made sense. They all, everything went, was in line with each other. There wasn't exceptions. There wasn't um, all these little rules that, well, this would work, but this, because of this, and you know, he, there was no, you can't ask questions or you just got to believe and all this thing. It was, you do this, you do that, you might get this. I could live with that. And he was no, no, um, no frills, no thrills type teaching, which I really appreciated. Because I, I don't need all the flashing cameras and blah, blah, blah. I just need the information. Let me do what I need to do to learn it. And we'll go from there. And he, he was, that's what Ryan teaches. He doesn't give you all that fantasy stuff. Although I still had some in the beginning. I thought, you know, I had ideas like these guys, once they're enlightened, they can actually see you through your, they can come into your room. And, uh, I don't know. I was, I was thinking a lot of things and I thought, all right, Ryan, cause I was, I was having these experiences. I was like, what are you doing here? You know, I, I feel like somebody was here and, um, uh, you know, the, the really weird one was when my thoughts were in Ryan's voice and it was just him speaking in my head. I had watched so many of his videos and, I, mean, I could I could quote him a lot of the time verbatim about what he had said because it seemed that important to me. And I worked hard at it. I worked hard at learning the information over and over and over again. And things just seemed to come so naturally to me. And I, I was I was truly amazed. And the more I got to know Ryan and the, over the time we get to talking about different things and it was perfect. It was me. Kriya Yoga is Robert. That's the way 
Robert should be. You know, and then he, we'd go, what well, was the next retreat was um, New York. Wasn't it New York? How did you get home? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's it. Okay. Good question. Well, what happened was I talked to actually John and Mitch, and I, I told those guys, man, listen, I cannot ride back with this woman. I can't do it. I, I'd rather, I'll call, I'll catch a bus or something. They said, well, just tell her. Just tell her. I said, well, I don't know if I can, you know, do that. Without sounding aggressive, you know, my, my thing was, I just do it. I, you know, I just take what I want. But now this little old lady and I got trying to be gentle. I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> just tell her. So I did. I called her up. I said, Hey, um, you know, if you're going to insist on driving back, then you're going to have to go without me. I'm going to have to find another route and I'll, I'll get home. Don't worry about it. She's like, oh, um, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't, no, no, no. You can drive. You can drive. Now, earlier that day, she had been pretty much insistent that she was going to drive back because she was feeling so empowered, which I was happy for. <laughs> but I was not doing that ride again. There was no way on earth I was doing that ride again. So she agreed. And uh, on the way back, so I get in there when I'm driving. She never, never argued one thing. We still had, didn't turn on the radio, and she still talked to me. But now she was interesting. She had some great, great stories. Seriously, she had lived a fascinating life. Um, just the way she was, I don't know, maybe the mood I was in or whatever, I wasn't hearing it. But she had a truly amazing, amazing life. And the folks she was around and the things she experienced was just amazing. And also, I made it all the way back took the rental vehicle back, got her home, drove all the way home in 12 hours. <laughs> I was done in 12 hours. It took us over 19 to get down there. <laughs> so it, it turned out pretty good. We, we wind up being friends and, you know, we're friendly, real friendly with each other. And when I dropped her off, her uh, live-in, I don't know if he's, he wasn't her husband or anything. They were just lived together for a long time. And he was kind of... Um, I don't think he knew many guys like me. And whenever she hugged me leaving, if you could have seen the look on this man's face when he seen his beloved hugging me, he, he was fit to be tied. <laughs> anyway, I, I didn't get angry. I didn't nothing. I didn't say a word. I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Off I went. Went on home. But that, yeah, that's how I got home. That's how I got home. Thank you. <laughs> you all, uh, yeah, then... So many things happened with this uh, Kriya. You know, I only had to do what I was told. I didn't have to figure it out. I didn't have to decide. I didn't have to create. Somebody had already done all these things. All I had to do was follow. Follow instructions and see what happens. He told you I, I didn't, didn't read biography of a yogi. No, I still haven't read it. <laughs> I, I really don't have a need for it. Um, what's happening for me, I, I look, some of the things I see now, and I look at my experiences, and I can look at what people are saying or writing, and it's like, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah, that happened, that happened, and all that. But I don't read a lot of people. There's so much in Ryan's books and Mr. Davis's books, mostly Ryan, 
I haven't read a whole bunch of different things. Rama Maharshi, I, I do like his stuff too. But that's about it. I don't. And if I find that if I just get into it and I truly look at the information step by step, each one for itself, there's so much there that I don't know how you could ever need to read a whole library of books. I just, everything's in these one or two books. The rest of it is just enjoyment for me. It's not necessary for my, um, for my path, but I do enjoy reading it. Everything I need to know so far has been mostly in Ryan's instructions. And if you really want to get into it, you can probably just watch his videos and get a great deal of what you need. I've never had the, the need so far to really investigate all these things like the, the Kundalini awakening and all that. My hardest part with this whole thing is pronouncing some of those words. <laughs> that's, that's the hardest part. Everything else has been, been okay. I mean, it's been pretty, pretty, I don't want to say easy because I put a lot of work into it, but it has been consistent. And the only, only time it really got out of whack is when I decided I didn't want to do certain things. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to change my diet for one. Uh, not that much. I changed a little bit, but not that much. But I have seen the benefit of that. That's probably the hardest one for me. Uh, as far as getting rid of friends and stuff, I didn't have a whole lot in the first place. I knew a lot of people, but I didn't have a whole lot of what you would call friends. Um, so that, that wasn't difficult. Uh, the anger issues, that takes a lot. That's still something I got to work on. I catch myself. Um, uh, I don't react so much to my first thought anymore. But I don't have to go 10 thoughts later either. I'm probably, I got to go to about number three and then I'm, I'm ready to speak to you or, or to act. It doesn't take nearly as long because the only, only real control I had over my actions was, can I whip them? <laughs> can, oh, can, can they whip me? That was the only, that was the only thoughts. It wasn't considering other people's feelings or considering what, uh, some, rule that somebody put in a book somewhere is the yamas and the niyamas. Those are, those are very, very good ways to live. And I, I, I like them and I do my best with them. Although it has been buried so deep into me though that, and I'll say anger again, cause that's probably my biggest, biggest issue. I get angry about so many things, so many wrongs in this world that I thought, you know, now I'm realizing it, you got to have all in order to have any of it. Everything's got to exist. There's no, no part of what's here that doesn't belong or doesn't. I mean, how would you know happy if you didn't know sad? If you, yeah, all the, everything is, it's the part of the whole. And I, I can't, when I first learned and I was like, Oh, I got it. I understand this. I'm like, Ryan, man, we got to tell everybody this. You know, we got to, <laughs> we got to help people. You know, and he kind of looked at me like, yeah, you'll get over that. <laughs> then I went a little further the other way. After I got a little further down the line and learned a little more, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, these folks, I don't want to waste my time trying to convince anybody of anything. I just want to do my thing, go 
live somewhere and just be left alone. That wasn't okay either. I was too far this way. So I'm coming back there slowly. I mean, I'm here talking to you. Uh, <laughs> and, I guess it wasn't a far drive, though. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that far. And I drove myself. <laughs> Yeah, it took, it took me a minute. I must say, it took me back to Kamala, and I was like, ah, no, nah, it's only an hour. I'm good. I, I mean, I met Angela, and she seemed okay to me, but I'm good. You know, and I can I can get back if I got to. You know, I just get in my truck, down the road I go. Don't have to ask anyone. Don't have to talk to anyone. So, anyway, but I, I know Angela's a nice lady, and uh, she hit on a lot of things that your talk really hit a lot of things for me. It's going to help me determine that I got to do, got to keep moving, got to do a little more. Although from where I've started, my eating habits are a lot better. They're a lot better. It's not constantly garbage. You know, uh, when the drive through lady at Wendy's knows your name. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not good. So, uh, I've gotten a lot better at that. I've got Mitch has turned me on to other guys. Sent Mitch, he helped me with a um, gluten-free diet. I was having a lot of issues with um, just a lot of issues, period. And that helped me a great deal with my clarity and my physical being. Uh, a great deal. I mean, it knocked off quite a few pounds without any effort. Uh, yeah, my pants and stuff. I'm still, yeah, my shorts and stuff. So it was summer, beginning of summer, so it was all shorts and t-shirts and stuff, so I, I've taken care of that. Then I go to come here, and it says I can't wear shorts. So, <laughs> oh, shoot. You know, I should have read it a little closer before. You know, I do. I don't, I'm just going. I know I'm going, so there's no reason. Whatever it is, I can deal with it. It's said, no shorts. So I got pants. My pants don't fit. <laughs> you know, so it's like, all right, well, it's okay. It's all, it's all, all right. Anyway. Here I am. And now, how did Kriya change my life? Well, how did it change my life? <laughs> well, it took me from being a person who didn't even want to exist. I mean, I, I was going to do the things I had to do. I was trying to be as nice as I could to people. And I was going to live this life all the way out to the end. But I was, I was in... I was hoping it comes sooner than later. You know, um, I don't feel that way today. I, I got things to do. I'm excited again. Um, I'm interested again. I haven't had the kind of interest I have now since I was a little kid being told, don't do that. <laughs> don't take that apart. I, I love to take things apart, see how they work. You know, sometimes I get it back together. Sometimes I wouldn't. But now I do it with my stuff. And nobody can say anything. You know? Although I have lost quite a few items because I couldn't get it back together. You know? uh, which is okay, though. It's the experience. It's the, the fun in it. It's the enjoyment of doing it that, I don't know, I, I, I enjoy that. And I don't even have to have a rhyme or reason anymore. I enjoy it. I do it. I don't expect you to do it. I don't. I don't expect anything from anyone, really. Live your life to the best of your ability, and I live mine. And if we cross paths, and somehow the way you live your life and I live my life, 
They help each other. Great. They go to opposite ways of each other. That's fine too. No hard feelings. And um, I'm not going to interfere with you. Please don't interfere with me. Um, simple as that. I, I haven't bow hunted in quite a few years now. I haven't hunted at all, really. Barely even done any fishing. It just hasn't had that same appeal to me as it used to. I mean, everything has a has a life. And I don't know. I get kind of, I feel myself getting a little, I don't even know what the word would be for it. Uh, I know what I would have called it years ago. You know, that's a wimp, a punk or whatever. But it's making me more sensitive, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a bunny rabbit, dude. <laughs> bunny rabbit, you know. <laughs> Never did name it. It's not even intimidated by me. That thing coming in, no. It growl at me. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's this big. It wants its food and it wants it now. You know? uh, it was actually for my granddaughter, but her mother wouldn't let her take it home, so. I'm stuck with the rabbit. I have, I have been for about the last three years now, two years. We get along. He has his room. I have my room. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got his own room. I, I figured I made it captive, so I'll give it the best life I can give it. And uh, it eats very well. <laughs> very expensive rabbit. Yeah. Uh, if you'd have told me this is what I would be doing 10 years ago, I'd have laughed you out of the room. If, you, if you'd have told me this kind of guy I would be, I'd, la- I'd call it your liar. There's no way I'm going to be a guy that has bunny rabbits. <laughs> that hugs people. You know, things of that nature that truly cares what happens to other people, even the ones I don't know. It's um, it's different, but I like this a lot better. I, I don't see any reason not to continue. I know there's there's more for me to do and um, learn. Like it, some of these words that I was talking about, I, I Ryan giving me this book to uh, <laughs> some of the words and uh, uh, see it's got Sanskrit. Stuff. Sanskrit. Yeah. If you'd have told me I was be even attempting to learn a language called Sanskrit. <laughs> I mean, I don't tell nobody. My, my old friends and stuff I run into, they don't know what I'm doing. They have no clue. All they know is, hey, Robert, you're looking pretty good, buddy. You feel, you, you, you sound good. And those kinds of things. That's all they know about it. If I told them I was doing yoga, <laughs> they'd probably quit talking to me for one. Which would be okay too, but uh, yeah, the guys I, I hung around with and no, 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 this wouldn't wouldn't make sense to them. But it makes sense to me. Uh, I enjoy coming here on these retreats because I get to meet and be around a lot of like-minded people. When I'm at home, that doesn't happen, other than Ryan or you know a couple other people around. But here, there's so much. So much energy that it just lets me know I'm not alone. I have been alone enough in this life. Um, 
and I don't, I don't really want to be alone. Huh. Even that amazes me. I always, I used to carry a, I, I carried a getaway bag for years. You know, this backpack with the basic essentials and a book that te- tells you all the different edibles and the, across the United States when you can eat them and how to do different things. And I carried that stuff for years because my life, you didn't know when you was going to have to go. I didn't know when I was going to have to do something that I was not going to be able to come back from or come back home from. That's a terrible way to live. Ready to go at it. A moment's notice. I don't want, no, you know, that's, uh, that's no way for anybody to live. And I'm so glad that Korea, there was more I wanted to say to you guys about some of this stuff. I made a few notes. Let me see what I got here. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's been a little easier than I thought. We're talking to us about these things. That'll be a pretty good there. Oh, I do have to, t- there is a couple more things I have to tell you about that really puts it into the first time I really knew that this was was taking hold of me was in New York and Bobby, where's Bobby? There's Bobby. Bobby and I were talking and uh, I was telling her about my brother-in-law from New York and all that and how how um, uh, the the Sisties Institute Greg Bullock Bullock? Bullock? Greg Bullock, yes. Bullock how much he looked like my brother-in-law who's also from New York. I mean, he looked so much like him to me. And she says, good brother-in-law? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I, we've never had a crossword. You know what she said to me? She said, Robert, I couldn't imagine you having a crossword with anybody. I mean, that was like, I don't know what if she knows what how amazing that was to me to hear somebody say that about me. I even had to call Ryan over. I said, hey, Ryan, come here. You got to hear this. She said she couldn't imagine. Not after the life I lived. And for somebody to see me and think that I don't, I don't, I'm just not capable of such things, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know? And uh, it really made me feel good that... I look that way to somebody in these, these days, you know. Um, nobody that knows me from growing up, or most of them have known me a lot of years, they would not believe I'm sitting here talking to you all like I am. They just couldn't see me this way. They could see me tearing up a place. They could see me, you know, in, in that, that form. They've seen that many times, but they've never... They couldn't imagine me like this. And that's okay, dude, because I'm going to keep going, doing what I have to do. But that, that with Bobby, I just had to tell you all that because that was just one of the most amazing moments of my life. It, it truly was. And she didn't even, nobody got her to do it. <laughs> you know, she, you know she, she did it on her free will. And I'll never forget that. Um, never, never. I said, yeah, I ain't going to get all worked up. But I'm not going to do it. Go back to your note cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, 
I know some of you have been to, I'm senior, to the Assistees Institute. And um, Ron and I had spoke about this one time. And it's funny because we seem to be, I don't know, anytime I go to one of these retreats or we go somewhere, I'm thinking about something or I need something to work on or anything. It seems like either Ron, I even asked him one time, do you guys just sit around and think about what Robert needs and then you put it into the program? Is that what you do? He said, yeah, Robert, that's what we do. We sit around and think about Robert. Well, that's, that's the way it seemed to me because no matter what it is, how simple it is or how it, it works out, you know, it just seems like we're in some kind of rhythm. At least I'm following, and maybe I'm just listening to what he says and doing what, what, what's supposed to happen. But it's amazing how this works if you let it. And I'm, I, I have nowhere to go but where it tells me. So I, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any, I have no resistance to it anymore. It's done enough to prove to me that it's okay. I can let go. I can surrender. And surrender is not an easy thing for me. Um, getting here ready for this talk and it was just I didn't realize how much my nerves I, I don't remember feeling this way that the nerves of talking to people um, but it was hitting me it started really dawning on me the closer it got to this time then I realized wait a minute I've never been recorded I've never been filmed none of those things have I had done I don't know you permanently got me on Tape. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> so, all right, we'll give it the best shot. <laughs> yeah, I have a. Oh, yeah, I have a rabbit. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you would love this rabbit. He's he, he's a trip. I, I guess they say pets take on the personalities of their owners. Yeah, yeah, I believe it to be true. This this rabbit's tough. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it doesn't take any junk. You can't. No. It doesn't like you to mess with his stuff either. I go and I have his little toys and all that kind of stuff. I'm going off subject, but I have all that stuff for this rabbit. And I go in there to clean up, you know, and it's behind me. It's, you know, wondering what I'm doing. Every time I move something, it's over there sniffing and checking it out like, you move this. You know, it's just, it's funny. It, everywhere. And then when I leave out of there, I'll go around the corner. I'll just watch sometimes. And that rabbit will go around and he will investigate everything that it seen me touch. It'll check to make sure it's okay. It, it's, it's, it's funny. I never, never thought about a rabbit like that. <laughs> anyway, one of the things I was going to tell you about is that, uh, up at the Assistees Institute, they, down in the chapel, they have these glass, glass uh, panes up there with all the different small pieces of glass, different colors and all that kind of stuff. And I kept, ever since I came there, I, I kept looking at that and trying to figure out the pattern. It's got to have a pattern. There's no way it's just random. And then I said, well, if you move this over here, move that around, it almost says something. Then it dawned on me one day. That's that's pretty much Kriya Yoga. You You have all these pieces of you and if you take them and you just move this here, move this over here, take, you have everything you need, just move this one over here, it creates a picture 
that leads, it, it creates something, it makes something. And that's what Kriya Yoga seems like to me. It, it takes all those pieces and parts of me and it puts them in a way that creates something. I was like, well, I, it may not be magical to you, but it was magical to me. Uh, but that's Kriya Yoga to me. I have a, a lot of different things, but all my efforts seem to be going in all different kinds of directions. And it was never, never really creating it. I worked hard, but it was, it was, you know, a little bit here, a little bit over here, a little bit in this direction. And once I learned to put some of those things together, it's so much easier. So much less, you know. I quit worrying about other people's stuff. Started taking care of my own and, and getting into work. And you know what I found? I have a lot less problems when I tend to mine. A lot less. You know, life's. If I knew it was this easy, <laughs> I'd have started living a long time ago. <laughs> to be honest with you, but uh, that's um, that's all I got for you. That's it. That's all. We also said we'd do questions. So. Yeah, if you have any questions, go ahead, fire them away. Lay it on it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I was wondering how is your uh, siblings doing now and how you interact with them since you started the Kriya Yoga? I've learned to put, keep them where they're supposed to be. They don't understand this. I don't try to explain it to them. They have their life to live. I live mine. They, when I turned and I looked at things for what they really are, they never were there. A um, couple of them are just downright mean. Uh, I don't have a whole whole lot. I mean, this Labor Day, was it Labor Day? What was the last holiday we had? Labor Day. This Labor Day was the first time I've seen some of them since my dad's funeral. I just hadn't feel, felt the need, and I don't miss it. It was always stress. It was always the same old stories. I always had to play the same role. It's not helping me move forward. And I've decided if you're not supportive in helping me to move forward, then you're just dragging me back, so just get out of the way. I mean, I have I hold no resentment towards them, but I don't have time for it. Um, I, I don't wish them any ill will, but I really don't miss it. I, I don't. Matter of fact, I'm kind of relieved I don't have to participate in all that craziness. So, um, that's about it with them. I don't, that's about all there is. They're my brothers and sisters, but my family nowadays are the ones I pick up along the way. The ones who, who, who want to be there. Not just born there. That doesn't buy you anything with me anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to ask you, Robert. Sure. Um, do you still hear that sound that was inside of your... Constantly. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you guys correlate it with like the home sound? Yeah, that you exactly. Right. Yeah, it used to... It turns out in my life, I had been preparing for this either willingly or unwillingly my entire life. There isn't anything that's happened that I can't show you where it's benefited me in Korea. Hunting was a big one that started that because my eyesight isn't that great. 
And when I bow hunted, I always had to bring the deer in within 20, 25 yards. That's about as far as I would ever shoot. And one of the things is I couldn't see very well. So what I would do is just sit back and listen. And I had to learn to be quiet, control my breathing, all those kinds of things. And then that sound would come. And I was like, God, I got to listen around this thing, trying to hear, <laughs> trying to hear the animals. I was, hey, I spent a lot of time trying not to hear that. It was like, uh, it was getting in the way of my hunting. But even that, no, the eyesight being, being bad has helped me learn to sit there and just breathe and relax and take in all the things around me to, um, to hear. And that I always felt a connection to nature. When I was out there, man, I could, it seemed like I could do anything. I could, I, I even thought, I had some wonderful interactions with animals out there. I even thought I could start to understand them a little bit, you know, uh, especially chipmunks. Chipmunks are funny. They're funny creatures. And, um, they will. They they help me hunt. Believe it or not, chipmunks. Uh, they you heard, everybody's heard them call. They make different sounds for different things that are going on. Whether it's a a hawk in the woods, or it's a groundhog going through the woods, or it's a deer. They they react differently. And if you, and they'll tell you which direction it's coming from if you pay attention to them. And I learned to listen to them, and I could hear when something's coming. And I learned to determine whether it was dangerous to them or it was nothing. It, it, but it's coming this way, you know. Uh, so they would point me in the direction of a lot of animals many times, many, many times. But yeah. Um, I guess if a deer was coming, like it wouldn't be a danger to them. No. Yeah, they, 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 they tell each other everything. So they, they let you know that they let the other ones know, hey, here comes Big Buck Joe or whatever it is. Here it comes. No problem. Don't run. If you hear a noise, you know, it's just the buck. And that's what they were doing. He's coming from this direction. And you learn to hear those things. There was a, a book called Animals Speak. And that tells you a great deal about animals and it's not listening to animals talk like human beings talk. We always want to give something to our personalities. Yeah. But it's learning to understand their behaviors and why they, they do what they do. Uh, the sounds that they make and why. But you have to be out there. You have to do these things. And believe it or not, it actually, it, it, it comes. You can hear these things. You can tell the difference. I used to believe I could tell the difference between every different sound in the woods without opening my eyes. Leaves breaking against a, a branch versus a leaf brushing against the trunk of a tree. That's a squirrel. That's a deer. That's a rabbit. That's a fox. Whatever. Um, I really thought I, <laughs> I was one with the woods. You know, um, you don't, I wouldn't even go out into the woods and I wouldn't put off. So these are the things I learned long before Korea that if you don't put off that energy, that danger energy, you know, like just in the way you walk, animals react so differently to you. You know, if you walk like a hunter, they're going to pay attention to it. If you walk like a sightseer, you're more likely to have close encounters with um, deer. And you got to keep that, that vibe in you, that, that murderous, I'm going to kill you type. I'm a hunter. If you keep that out of your, your, you don't put that out, you get a lot closer interactions with animals. A lot closer. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
Anybody else? Sure. I'm curious, like knowing what you know now from your perspective, so how do you view your earlier, less pleasant experiences? Necessary. Necessary. Because I, at some point, I must have been a really hard-headed something, because <laughs> I, I had to learn some yeah, every part of it was necessary. And I I wouldn't want to do it again, but I don't think I would try to change any of it anymore. I mean, it used to depress me thinking about my past and things that happened to me, for me, for me, for me. But they were all necessary to make me who I am today. And I like who I am today. So, okay. Anyone else? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, hey, have at it. I'm just curious about your Pentecostal background, because mm-hmm. uh, I have the same. And how did that play into your career path? Or you, yeah. It was so messed up <laughs> that it made me, at a young age, realize, start paying attention that things aren't always the way people say they are. And Pentecostal, I just couldn't believe in that God. That vengeful. If I, if I have more mercy than God, then something's wrong here. You know, the checks and balances. Well, I learned you had to, if you did three things wrong, you got to do four or five things to make it right. He's keeping checks and balances? How is that forgiving? I just couldn't, I couldn't grasp those things. And when I would ask questions about it or different things, they would, they were very kind about their reactions to it. You know, the very things you teach, you're teaching, and it goes completely against what it says. It, you behave differently. I just, I just couldn't reconcile those things. And so as soon as I could get out of it, you know, I was what, 15 maybe? My dad said I didn't have to go anymore. I, I mean, I was done. My mother wasn't happy, but I was a man. So you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, they actually, that made me have to start something, looking for different. See, I believed that there was something out there. They gave me that belief. But I knew it had to be different than this, because this don't make sense. It don't make sense to me, and I'm I'm this young. So how could that possibly be? I was never unintelligent. (laughs) I mean, I had a lot of sense about me, but... I just, those things, you couldn't lie to me very easily about stuff. I could hear lies, and still today I can hear lies. They just seem different. <laughs> they, they just don't. There was none of that knowing or that feeling of wholeness or completeness with any of that. It was just seemed like a bunch of made-up stuff that people use to control other people. So I got away from there as far as I could, and I never looked back. Okay. With regard to anger, mm-hmm. how did you get a, a grip on that? Like, if somebody angers you, was, was it just the process, or was there something that happened, or is there a, a, a technique you use? Um, one of the things I learned was that I couldn't trust my own thoughts. Okay, uh, so at first I would just, when I got felt that anger coming. 
I wouldn't go with my first thought. I would think through it. Think through it. And keep going. God told me to keep going until you come to a thought that isn't angry. <laughs> so, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. So at first it was, man, it was, I mean, the list was that long of the thoughts I had to go through. Uh, then it got less and less and less. And I wanted that. And I learned to understand the fact that everybody's doing the best that they can. They don't know any better. And for me to allow your behavior, your words to anger me is just ludicrous. I just, why would I give you control over me in such a way? Um, and that helped. I still got to go to about my third thought, but it's much better than what it was. And it was just continuously, I keep practicing it over and over and over again. It never, sometimes it, it, it gets by me real quick. Then sometimes like, like he said, it, it needs to be done, you know, but now I can do it in a controlled manner. Before it used to take control of me, my anger would come and then it's off to the races, bets are off, I can't promise you anything. But now I can still stay calm inside, even though I'm being verbally aggressive to you because you're going to stop that behavior and whatever it is. But I'm still clear and calm. I'm, I don't even know if you would call it really, it's the anger's out here, but it's not in here. If that makes sense. Anyone else? Come on, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> the nerves are gone. So, all right, everybody good? I have one. So how, long, oh. how long did you go through this period of knowing that your thoughts weren't right? That you were, because I also went through a period like that where I knew from that my thinking was not right about certain things. Probably. I've been wrestling with this probably since I can remember as a little kid wondering how these can't be my family. This can't be <laughs> where I'm, I, I made up things like I'm a little alien. You know, they left me. Somebody left me. There's no way that I'm a part of this world. And that was just as a little kid, I can remember thinking, this is messed up. This is messed up. And all the way up until what, what day is today? <laughs> but it was um whew, it hasn't been I still wrestle with it sometimes, to be honest, be truthful about it. Um I still gotta investigate and look and check things out. Uh, trust but verify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a guy I, a lot of cabinet shops I worked in, and the one thing one of my foremans told me, he he said uh, don't expect what you don't inspect. And that stuck with me. Even though he's a jerk. <laughs> but that stuck with me. Don't, I don't expect anything that I'm not, I don't go look and know what's going on here. I check it out. I don't just take your word for it. But after a while, after a little bit, we build up some trust. Then I can let go of that. And it's getting better. Hopefully somewhere along the line, I won't have to investigate people. But I look and I watch. I mean, Ryan, Ryan's been surprised a few times when I tell him, yeah, I've seen that video you was doing, blah, 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 blah. Said, <laughs> like with the hurdy-gurdies. He, oh, yeah. he said, you watch that video? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah I'm a watcher. 
<laughs> I pay attention. Um, if you're for real, the truth, the truth does not worry about investigation. It doesn't. So if you're if you're truthful and honest, me looking won't hurt you. My questions shouldn't offend you. Um, yeah, it's the ones that don't want questions you ought to watch out for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I answer? I'm sorry. Did I answer? Okay. Anybody else? All right. Well, I have, I have a question. Okay. Just one question. Sure. But it's, it's so tiny, and it, cause mm-hmm. it's yes or no. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if if I could just chat with you a little later. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just just just. Why not? In private, just for just for a few. Yeah, minutes. I do much better that way anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm I'm open to to. The, I learn so much. I learn as much from l- talking as I do from listening. Sometimes I can hear stuff coming out of my mouth that comes out of Ryan's mouth that goes through my head and out my mouth and then into another person. And then I, I hear it for the first time. Right. Truly hear it. It's like, oh, wow. That's what that means. You know? It's, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. But it's a wonderful ride if you if you just just ride. You won't have to ride with a 55 miles per hour. <laughs> Bang your head. Oh, man, what a trip. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all for meditation. This episode of the Kriya Yoga podcast was made possible by donations from Kriya Yoga apprenticeship students and supporters of our Patreon community at www.patreon.com forward slash Kriya Yoga.